In the 1600s, there was a very popular preacher, and his name was St. Francis de Sales. Not only was he a popular preacher, but he was also a bishop. And often during the Lenten season, people would want him to come and to preach and to share the good news, to reflect on Christ's passion, his death, and his resurrection. His sermons from 1622 are still available to us and are published in a book that I've been reading during the Lenten season. Each week there's a reflection for one of the days and then there's also a reflection for the gospel for the following Sunday. And wouldn't you know that on the second Sunday of Lent in 1622, the gospel was the same the account of the transfiguration. And in fact, every year of Lent, we hear this account of the Lord being transfigured before his disciples, of going up this mountain, and there his clothes become dazzling white. And so St. Francis de Sales reflected upon that in his sermon, how he opens as he tells a little story He invites the people to imagine that there was a woman who was in jail, and this woman was pregnant, and while she was imprisoned, she gives birth to a child. And after the child is born, the mother and the infant now are placed in the dungeon, that her sentence is further uh, intensified, that she's in a dungeon, and there she raises this child, she nurses the child, she brings this child up. And when the child grows up and understands what she says to him, she shares with him what the outside world is like, the trees, everything that she experienced in her life outside of the dungeon. But the child does not understand The child can't grasp the concepts of what she is describing because because the child has never experienced them himself. St. Francis de Sales says that this is what happens in our gospel today. That for months, for years now, during his public ministry, Jesus was telling the disciples about the kingdom of heaven. He taught them in parables. He wanted them to understand what heaven was like. But they couldn't understand it. Why? Because they never experienced it. And so what does Jesus do? He brings up three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he takes them up the mountain, and he allows them to get a glimpse of this heavenly reality. They see what heaven will be like as Christ stands before them glorified. They hear the voice of God who says from the cloud, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So they get this taste of heaven. They get this glimpse, this insight into what heaven will be like. One thing that St. Francis de Sales says that we can take away from this account of the transfiguration of what heaven will be like is that we will recognize people that we have never seen before, that we'll be able to converse with people that we've never seen before, yes, but we'll also be able to converse with those 
that have gone before us with those that we love. What does St. Francis mean by this? What he means is, is that, well, for Peter, James, and John, they've never seen Moses. They've never seen Elijah before. They've heard about them. They've heard their teachings. They know their story, but they've never seen them. But yet, Peter exclaims, Lord, let me build three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And what St. Francis de Sales takes away from this is that even though they didn't know one another, that they've never seen each other, they recognize them. They recognize each other. Peter knows who they are. What St. Francis de Sales in his homily goes on to share or imagine is the divine conversations that people have with those that may have had an influence on them, but they've never met. One such example that he brings out in his homily would be that of St. Augustine. St. Augustine was this uh, very much a, a playboy, we could say. He didn't live the Christian faith. He lived a very lustful life. He turned away from God. But yet, God works in his life through the bishop St. Ambrose. He hears the teachings of St. Paul in the New Testament. And so St. Francis de Sales imagines the union between Paul and Augustine, that maybe when they meet for the first time in that heavenly kingdom, that Paul will go to St. Augustine and say, I wrote those words for you because those words brought about your conversion. And in Augustine's life, when he heard the gospel, when he read St. Paul, he turned to the Lord, he repented of his life, and he became a bishop of the church and one of the great doctors. And so to imagine that conversation that happens between those two, even though they never met. To imagine the conversation that might happen, that divine conversation between us and maybe some of those saints in the heavenly kingdom that we were very much devoted to in this life. Maybe some of you have prayed and asked the intercession of St. Monica, the mother of St. Augustine, and have asked her to pray for your children who have left the practice of the faith. And maybe she'll come to us in the kingdom and she'll tell us, you can't believe how much my prayers helped your son or daughter. Or maybe we'll talk with St. Anthony and St. Anthony will tell us, this is why I always helped you to find those lost articles. This Friday I'm going to go and I'm visiting a shrine, a place where a soon-to-be saint, currently a blessed, is buried. I'm going to Detroit to visit the tomb of blessed Solanus Casey to thank him for the many prayers that he's offered as I've asked him to pray regularly for my intentions. I asked him to pray for my mother, that she would never have her leg amputated, and in death, she never had her leg amputated. I asked him to help me sell my mother's house in a timely fashion. And when the realtor laughed at me that I wouldn't be able to sell by the end of February, 
my original prayer of selling by the end of January through the intercession of Blessed Solanus was answered. So it's a pilgrimage of thanksgiving that I'm going on. And maybe when I get to that kingdom, never having met Solanus in this life, he'll come to me and tell me why it was that he prayed for me and how he helped me in my journey of faith. That's what the transfiguration, St. Francis de Sales tells us, is all about. That this weekend, as we hear that gospel, that it allows us to get a glimpse of that heavenly reality, that what we haven't yet experienced except here at Mass, that we can try to begin to understand. And as we are witnesses of it, we know that there is this great conversation that happens between God and Moses and Elijah. We know that when we're in heaven, we'll be able to see those divine conversations between the Father and the Son, between the Father and the Son and the Spirit, between the saints, between all of us. And as we live our lives on earth, we hope that we will be able to see that kingdom of heaven that we catch a glimpse of today in our gospel.